You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato. And today we have a special guest with us, Rafi Mizraki, and he's joining us uh, because he is an interesting guy. He actually decided to uh, shift his focus. He was buying single-family homes in, in the United States uh, from Israel, actually, with the goal of not to travel for every property bought. Um, so in 2010, he actually decided to start buying houses, um, but you know, he realized that it's a big headache when you're dealing with fix and flips and wholesaling and even buying holds on the single family side. And then he actually ended up transitioning into multifamily. So he's got a fascinating story and he's got a lot of reasons behind why he chose to transition and would love to hear about it. And he's a really interesting guy. Uh, Rafi, uh, why don't you just kind of give a brief overview of you and your story and how did you get into real estate in general and then maybe um, get into the you know, multifamily yeah. and houses that you started to buy? Sure, sure. First, uh, thank you. Thank you, Anthony, for the opportunity to share my story and, you know, bring value to people. Uh, I'm here to give inspiration and also to give my, you know, my angle to real estate investing in, in, the, in the States. You know, Americans always say Americans take for granted um, um, real estate investing, but they don't know how fortunate they have they are to have so many um, so many niche in real estate and you know they can try so many things and and you know quit their job or replace their job you know with uh, with uh, passive income from so many vehicles in the real estate uh, so um, uh, you know I'm, I'm glad to share my angle on that great so yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, and and you asked me about myself. So I will I will introduce myself. Uh, I'm 45. Um, you know, married, two kids, live in Israel in Tel Aviv. Um, I've been uh, introduced to real estate because I was fired like 13 years ago. Uh, I didn't find any job, and um, read rich dad, poor dad, like a lot of uh, real estate investors. That you know, it blew my mind. And I decided that I, I want to start the journey. Um, so um, I, I started buying in Israel. And Israel is a very small market. The, the land is very expensive. And the competition is very high in Israel. So if you think about it, it's a, a 8 million people in a country. So if it's a hot market, you don't have so much inventory, right? So... After two years, I decided to um, to to bind in in uh, in the U.S. and um, started buying houses. I did more than 300 transactions. I did fix and flip, wholesaling, buy and hold as a passive investor myself, and uh, shifted in 2018 to multifamily, passive and and active. Uh, I syndicated six deals and invested also in the deals. Uh, myself, uh, 766 units. That's a short uh, background about my story. That's great. So, uh, so you had a career in IT, decided, you know, with the layoffs, 
why even go back to the corporate world? Let me yeah. try to do real estate. And, and you kind of springboard from there. That's great. So talk to us about the single family. Why was it such a pain in the ass for you? Um, I mean, it sounds so, like you did a lot of transactions and you were making a lot of good money from what it sounds like. Uh, why? Sorry about, sorry about the noise. The kids just came home. So no problem. Uh, why make the transition? So, um, you know, uh, as an active as an active investor, I felt like the um, the scale is harder. So I, I thought to myself, in, as an active investor, you how can you start buying houses within worth of fifty million? In multifamily, you can do it in a few deals, right? In single family homes, it's very hard. Um, that's an, in, from an active, from a passive investor, because I was also buying houses as buy and hold. The problem was the management companies. The management companies, you pay them 8%, 8 to 10%, started to be 10% at the, at, the, at the last few years. And you pay them 10% and they are doing most of them. Sorry if, uh, if I'm offending anybody, but horrible job. And the reason they were doing horrible job because... It's hard, you know, it's not enough money to earn as a management company, right, to, to fund all the employees and everything. So they have to get, you know, also earn from, um, you know, uh, work orders. So they have a lot of work orders, you know. So I felt like it's not a good strategy. I did, I did like single family home from the you know from buying in the in 2008 11 12 13 when the market was low right so you know it was a good time and just buy it and you know wait for wait for you know the prices to go up but today's i don't see any any advantage uh, although the market is very hard and you know properties are being sold quickly but the value doesn't go up as before. So that's why I, I switched for the, as an active scale and as a passive, you know, the management companies in multifamily is much more, it's much more easier to find a professional management company. Right. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. So talk to us a little bit about your multifamily portfolio and, and what you have worked on and what you're working on, anything you're working on. I'd love to hear about that. Sure. So, um, so I'm looking at BNC neighborhoods, um, mostly working in BNC neighborhoods in, in Georgia, mainly. That's the market in Atlanta and Treasury markets. Um, up to $20 million. That's uh, kind of the price point where we are looking. Um, value add, high value add, eh, sorry, life value add. We don't look for anything with uh, 50% uh, occupied. We, we don't do that. Um, so that's kind of uh, the strategy. We have investors who are looking for uh, 15% IRR. That's uh, what we are, they are looking for with eight, at least eight cash on cash. So uh, that's what we are working on uh, those days. Great. So how did you, what was your first multifamily deal um, as opposed to when you got out of the single family space? How many units was it? Was it hard to transition? Talk about that a little bit. So it was a, a, around 150 
uh, units uh, in Gainesville. And it, I actually was a co-sponsor on the deal because I didn't have the track record. So I, I joined another lead sponsor uh, and, uh, you know, I raised the funds for, for that from Israel, from Israeli investors. And, you know, this way I got a track record. That was uh, the way to get into the multifamily space. Um, one of the things that I, I've noticed in the, you know, I've been doing single family for so long. Nobody, were, nobody cared about the track record, right? But in multifamily space, they care. So um, that's why I was looking to raise funds to get some, you know, some um, track record as a co-sponsor. Uh, I think even as, a spa- as passive, it always give you also some, uh, you know, some track record, not as the same, but also give you a track record. So that was the first deal. I didn't find it myself, you know, just uh, proposed to, to join, did, uh, did the underwriting, um, which is very crucial, I think, also for the listeners, if they are passive investors, to, lo- to learn how to underwrite a deal. Uh, themselves to look where you know so they can see if uh, if a plan uh, a business plan is aggressive or it's conservative or the assumptions are are right Um, so that's what I did I I started first by learning how to underwrite and then joined the joined the group to uh, join the uh, uh, syndication as a co-sponsor by raising funds got it so the first one was a co-sponsor deal in Greenville, and are you still in that deal, or is yes. that okay? Yeah, cool. yeah. It was three years ago, so we have two more years. Uh, we're probably going to sell in in two years from now. Excellent, excellent. So, once you did your first deal, how easy was it to do your second deal? Was that one on your own without a lead sponsor? How does how does uh, that can... process work? So, this gave me more confidence to. Um, to look at the, uh, to talk with brokers and submit offers. So I started submitting more offers, uh, but I didn't get a deal. I joined, I joined another deal as a co-sponsor. Um, but, and again, kept, it kept my track record and I made money on that and by investing in the deal too. Um, and um, on the third deal, on the third, or, uh, third deal, I'm, I'm the one who, uh, who uh, sourced it uh, myself. Uh, through a broker who knew my track record, knew I was raising funds on the other deals, and I'm involved. And by the way, as as the one who saw, who raised funds, I'm also doing the asset management myself with the co-sponsor. It's not like I'm raising funds and I'm out. We we read the uh, I read the uh, weekly reports uh, and the monthly reports, ask questions, and involved in the in the asset management process. So right. Right. And that's very important because you have to keep, if you're raising funds, you have to keep your own investors informed too. Even if they're not asking, yeah. it's always good to just keep people informed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I like, what, what can I say? I like control. So uh, even if I'm, um, you know, I'm not the lead sponsor, I still want to be in control. I want to know what's going on and, you know, and ask questions and, and, you know, respond. I'm, I'm responsible for my investors' money. So I take care of them. Excellent. So what happened to your single family portfolio? Did you sell it? Do you still own it? Yeah, no, I sold it. I sold it. I did uh, I did uh, buy and hold and I did wholesaling and, and fix and flip. So uh, the first step was to stop doing fix and flip and wholesaling. I wanted to focus all in in multifamily and started to sell 
the single family uh, houses that I Did own. you sell them one by one or as a portfolio? No, I sell them one by one. Yeah. I think um I think it's 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 maybe a more complex but uh situation but uh, you can get most most on your money when you sell one by one. And how long did it take you to divest that portfolio if you went transaction to transaction to transaction? Uh, about a year, about a year. The market is is you know started to be very hot in 2019 already. So and 2020 it's uh, even crazier than uh, you know the single family home you put a you, you put a deal you put a property on the market and it's all and it sells for all you know over asking non refundable it's it's crazy it's craziness and so what's on the horizon for you in your multifamily journey moving forward i think i will, i will keep keep on you know sourcing deals i'm Underwriting two to three deals a day, we make one to two uh, uh, LOIs a, a week. It's hard to get a, de- a, a, get a good deal with good numbers those days, especially in hot market like Atlanta. Um, so I focus also on treasure markets, um, which are not only on Atlanta. Atlanta is very hot. I, I, I underwrite and submit offers in Atlanta, but I know my chances are lower than submitting in a in a treasure market like Gainesville Gainesville is a is a treasure market uh, in Atlanta right right and so how can people find out about you and you know set, set up a one-to-one with you um, how does that work how can what's the best way for people yeah, to reach so, you? so people can find my, my company name is uh, proud communities um, they can search online proud communities and they will find my website i have a i have a calendar option to set up a call i'm, I'm a guy who like to be available for, for people no matter what how how busy i am i always find time for people uh so they can reach out any question uh, any help they they are looking to get i'm here excellent and we'll have a link to rafi's uh, social media and his website and um, all his information, including the scheduling link on our social media platforms and on our iTunes Thank description. You. And if you liked what you heard and or saw today, if you can please leave us a rating and review on iTunes, it would really help Rafi and myself get our message out to a greater audience. So we would appreciate that. And thank you so much for coming on. I'm looking forward to hearing about your next deal and how the rest of 2021 shapes out for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you.